Hello, and welcome to Brianna's Bandwagon, the podcast. So today we're going to talk about how to start a blog. So when you first decide you want to start a blog, you have to choose a platform. There's hosted and there's self-hosted. And hosted is like a rent. When you rent something and it goes wrong, it's someone else's problem and you're restricted to what you can do as a renter. You ultimately don't own the structure, but you may own some of the contents. And self-hosting is home ownership. When you own your home, you're responsible for upkeep, utilities, taxes, and insurance. And you have the freedom to customize your home and property. But you also have the burden of responsibility when something does go wrong. So Hosted is an all-in-one platform and it provides hosting. And that is the servers that house all your website files and the software to build your website. You have limited tools, templates, and customization. Now self-hosted, on the other hand, is open source software. You can download it and modify as you wish. And usually you have to pay for a plan, plus the domain for the URL of your website. Some pros of Hosted, their blog it is free and easy to use with guided tours and step-by-step instructions. There are some customization options available depending on the service you choose. You have the ability to use your own web address. When updates are made, people with free blogs don't need to worry about installing the latest version because it's done for you. Now the cons of Hosted is you have no control over what happens with your blog. And you may use a blog host that eventually goes out of business and disappears entirely. So you have no control where your ads are placed on your blog and the web address looks unprofessional. So for example, I start out with MissBriannaMarie.wordpress.com and that's not a professional URL that most people look for. The pros of self-hosted is you can have your own domain and you can have control over your website. Nobody else owns your content. You can use the website for how you choose. Your blog will look professional with no ads from your host being in the way of your website. You can also choose to modernize your blog and nobody else is profiting from your content. Cons of self-hosted is you need a domain name. You also have to pay for hosting for ongoing basis. Setting up a self-hosted blog requires more initial work and the sites are not automatically updated to the latest version when you choose self-hosted. There's also security vulnerabilities that you need to be aware of. After you figure out if you're going to choose hosted or self-hosted, you need to choose your domain name. And your domain name will be the name which will be shown online. It is the unique address of your blog on the internet. And it'll be yours as long as you continue paying the annual fee. Users who know your domain name or URL, Uniform Resource Locator, can simply type it in their browser to search for your site. And the general rule is to go for a .com domain. So my blog is briannasbandwagon.com. Creating and writing good content is key when starting a blog. Without great content, blogs won't succeed. The first content type you need to be aware of is pages. These are shown on your website all the time. So here are some important pages you need to make sure you have on your blog or website. 
the About page. This tells visitors who, what, and why. What your blog is about, who you are, why you have a blog, and about your specific topic. And so depending on your niche and your style, the information you put on the page can be all business. It's really up to you how you choose to lay it out. The other important page you need to have on your blog is the contact page. This allows visitors to contact you at any time. And you can do it two ways. A page with your email address and social media handles, or a simple contact form where visitors can fill it out to contact you without having to leave your website. Having a contact page is really crucial to starting your blog and having it set up when you launch will be key to driving more traffic. If your blog is connected to your business, you might want to consider having a products and services page. This is so you can promote your products for your business. Get the details about the products and services you sell. And if you already have a website for your business and you're adding your blog, you can always provide a link to your website for your business in the menu. Another key page to have, which I did not have starting out my blog, is a disclaimer and privacy policy. And this is the little liability protection. So in here you should state, the blog content belongs to you and is covered by US copyright law. You'll also want to make it clear that users may not copy, reproduce, transmit, distribute, download, or transfer blog content. You also want your contact info at the bottom of the page. This is so blog users can reach out if they have any questions about your blog's copyright policy. Pages really stand out when you first look at a blog, but another thing that also stands out is the sidebar of your blog. And this is basically self-explanatory. It's the sidebar on your blog. So here are some important things you need to include in your sidebar. Subscribe option. This is to encourage visitors to subscribe via email or RSS to your blog. This is very important if you would like to modernize your blog in the future. There are various ways you can create a sign up via email for your blog. And here are some free programs you can use. MailerLite, SendInBlue, MailChimp, Benchmark, and OmniSend. All of them have different features, but they all are free. I personally use MailerLite because I started out with MailChimp and I was very confused at first. MailerLite was very simple to use and learn. You also may want to consider adding a popular post or recent post widget on your sidebar. A popular post, popular post widget will help direct visitors to your top pieces of content, and recent post widget will help you to direct your visitors to your most recently published posts. Now that we have our blog set up, we're ready to start working on our blog post. Here are some important things to keep in mind when formatting your blog post. The header. The header or title of your blog post captures the readers and it's the first thing you see. Make sure you found a great keyword phrase that people will be searching for to find blog posts on your topic. And make sure to include it in your headline. Intro. The first paragraph of your blog post will either keep people reading or make people leave. It compels people to read the rest of your content. You should use your targeted keyword phrase 
for search at least once in this paragraph. Main content. Main content is the main portion of your blog post. So when we talked about the header before, you want the header to be the promise and the main content as the fulfillment of that promise. If you create content that does not apply or does not satisfy the promises of your header, people will start to identify your blog as unfulfilling and not visit anymore. The length of your post is really up to you. Subheaders are also important. Many people will use these to scan your blog content as opposed to reading it word for word. This will also help break down your content into digestible sections. The subheaders represent content within them. And finally, the conclusion of your content. This is where you summarize what the reader should have gotten out of it. And if they didn't, chances are they will go back to see what they might have missed. The last line of your blog post should be a call to action. You can ask readers to share their thoughts in the comments, share the post on social media. If your post was written to promote a particular product or service, call to action should encourage the reader to learn more about it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a review. Until next time.